Thank you for listening to the program today. I appreciate uh, the fact of it. And I want to th- uh, think about being personal. I, I don't know, uh, with God. Uh, that everything, I've, I've been trying to study and look at things, and if it's not personal, and then what is it? And And for it to be really, truly valuable and real it seems that it has to be on a personal level like paul said uh every one of us and the words it, it means just what we say every one of us will give an account every one of us will stand before him and give an account of himself to christ and uh, that's judgment uh that's being appearing before him the judgment see that's why paul said why do you want to judge each other don't you know every one of us and so it's personal in the way of judgment and salvation oh i don't know to me it was the most personal thing that ever happened so the truth of what i read in scripture i keep thinking at the end of my days of life here, finally trying to re- need to make this personal and, and not just informational or educational or something like that, but actually, and not, well, what's the application? And I, I that's meaning well, but I mean, maybe more than that is make it personal. What does it mean to, to us? And so when, like last time, and I'm still looking at that, in Luke where he said, uh, the days are coming in which in those days they'll say, they will say, blessed are those that don't have kids, women that never bear kids, and they will begin to say to the rocks, fall on us, and to the hills, cover us up. And if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in the dry places or the dry tree? <clears throat> and so you say these things, well, when they were come to the place which is called Cavalry, cavalry, um, there they crucified him. They crucified him. <laughs> God, the very Son of God. And in his, nobody could deny who the the person that he presented to everyone you, they either believed in him or called him evil good or evil, because no man was like him and that was they all agreed on that they couldn't refute who he was like he said who has ever found anything guilt or wrong in me <clears throat> there was none and look at all he did the good and like the blind man said you know well, I can you mean you wonder where he comes from and he healed the eyes of a man born blind? What is your problem? And, of course, they threw him right out. But the the idea is that he was crucified. I mean, just the act alone of crucifying anybody, much less the person they all would say, <laughs> if you knew who he was, it would, and even people that didn't, it would still be, 
Like the one thief said, he hasn't done anything wrong, and you know it, I know it. We have. We deserve what's going on. And he changed his attitude, and it was far more than that. Apparently, obviously, he asked the Lord to remember and to be to remember me uh, when you come into your kingdom. And the Lord said, today you'll be with me in paradise. So it's a personal thing that that thief on the cross could have told you about that and these women following him they could all and in living in that day with him like john said in his letter he said three years we watched him uh like a theater well we get up in the morning and they were on the road a lot and uh it would have been something we watched him every day and our conclusion without a doubt was we were watching the Son of God as a man. And like he said, I am not of this world, of mankind. I'm not of mankind like you. And he wasn't. He was the, the Spirit of God. But when he comes and lives in us, that is so personal. So to me, the Scripture as a whole, all of it, it's not that a lost person can't read it, but it's written to, I believe, primarily if not, in, mainly in, in print to believers, to the people of God. Uh, like even Solomon, always vain in this, talking to him about, he's still talking to the people of Israel that believed or supposed to, and the Gospels and the letters of Paul to the church. Well, of course, that's to the church and the letters of uh, the Lord to Revelation. To, that's all of it, I believe, is to his own. And so here I look at this and I say, well, if He's talking to the daughters of Jerusalem, saying, don't weep. And we we're talking about that. How is, like he said, if you knew what I was doing, and and he told his own men that you'd, re, you'd rejoice because I'm uh, just about to make the way by being crucified and be made sin and forsaken by my Father. That is going to make the way and cause it to be to where I can live in you and give you eternal life, which is the Spirit of God. It's not forgiveness of sins, even though that is that does happen. But the true eternal life is to know Him spiritually. I will put my Spirit into you. That's the promise of the Spirit. That's what He was dying for. And so He's telling them, don't weep. But weep for yourselves and your children, because the days will come in which they will say. So you take it literally. Well, He's talking about those women and their children. Well, He is. And they'll say, well, it'd been better not to have kids. Then they shall say, and you, I, maybe just me, but I would want to think, well, like in Revelation, where he talks, and what it comes down to is this phrase, to the rocks. They begin to cry out to the rocks, fall on us and, and cover us from the wrath of the Lamb is coming. You put all those things together, and I'll go ahead and read just a little bit out of Revelation. Uh, he says... Um, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, the rich men, chief captains, mighty men, bondmen, free men, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for great the great day of his wrath is come. Who shall be able to stand? And these are lost people. These are the all these ones that have taken the mark, served the Antichrist, and this is on down in the tribulation in the last half, the great tribulation. And the sixth seal, he says, when he opened that, the fifth seal is all the souls of those that have been killed by almost all 
uh, under the altar crying to God, how long before you avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And then he said just for a little season until those that will be killed are and it should be fulfilled. And behold, he opened the sixth seal and there was a great earthquake. The sun became black as sackcloth, moon became, because the stars of heaven fell, as, and that would be not literally, but, but the, you'd think that, it would seem that. Anyway, the figs, uh, casting figs, and shaking of a mighty wind. The heaven was departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, so the heavens vanished, as it were, and, and Every mountain and island were moved out of their place. That's what I'm trying to look at. A great earthquake that shook the whole earth. It got everybody's attention. And the aftershocks, <laughs> they'd be there, big ones. And so in that time, this is at the end, right before the seventh seal, which is God's plagues upon mankind. That's his plagues unleashed. And, and that is the what people think of as the great tribulation actually the word tribulation is used when that days of that tribulation it's the persecution against god's people the great persecution the great tribulation that's the three and a half years the lord said never been before or since or or will be a time like that and that's what he's talking to them about here in what they'll do in that day in the day that they say to the rocks following us before they say that they're going to be uh, persecuting the people of God to no end, almost to extinction, as it were. <clears throat> so it may just be me, like I'm saying, but to me it was, wow, that's, and it is. It's all the kings of the earth. That's all, as it were, everybody but the Jews. Well, if you look at it and put it and and how it works out and how it starts and begins the 70th week of Daniel and the agreement that the Jews make with the prince of the world, which turns out to be the Antichrist, because halfway in the seven-year agreement, which is the 70th week, he breaks that, and the abomination is what it's called, when he goes into the temple and stops all that. Up until then, he's seen as the first rider of white horse, and then though demands uh, worship or be killed, and somewhere in there still, the abomination happens, and maybe at that point, he goes into the temple and says, I'm God, you worship me, the, the, all this is over that we agreed to, to to build the temple and you worship me, that's ended. And they then realize they've been, uh, uh, but they have already, I mean, somehow there, they have to have sold out to him. It says the whole world will worship him because he has powers that are allowed to him to bring fire down from heaven. And I believe really, but most preachers say as it were, Come back from the dead, the little horn, the deadly wound healed. Well, I believe it is what it is, and it's allowed by God, and it is uh, anti instead of Christ, a deception that parallels Christ. And he says, though, no, I'm above all that, all that. I am God truly. And the world believes that and worships him, and then it's no problem to take the mark. And if you don't, you're a heretic. So what I, I'm saying is, the scripture looks like we're talking about he's talking to the people of God and all this is looking at it that way even in those times even though it involves the whole world it's still he's talking to his his own people in the way that in that day when they signed that treaty 
those will be Jewish people that do that, leaders and rulers. Uh, and he says, though, about those, he says, the Lord himself said, you are of your father uh, the devil. And here it says, the rulers also derided him, saying he saved others. If he's Christ, he should be able to save himself. The soldiers also mocked him. And the thieves cast the same and all that. And and so they were Jews. And the Lord said in those letters in Revelation, those that say they are Jews, but they're not, they're of the synagogue of Satan. And he said to Jewish leaders in his day, you're like whitewashed tombs, beautiful outside, but inside you're corrupt and evil. And your father is Satan. You cannot hear me. You are not my sheep. Now, that's those people. Then they called him evil and they killed him. So in the tribulation, that mindset, not those individual persons, but that mindset is still alive and well, satanic nature. And it will still be there in the day uh, that he's talking about here in the way that when Antichrist comes, they will be deceived and follow him and worship him. And then at the end, Yeah, everybody will realize they've been sold down the river and by the Antichrist, it all falls apart of it. Even the armies of the world come against him. That's really what's happening at the end when all are called together, armies together. They're really coming against the Antichrist. You can read it and see. He says he establishes himself there. And then at that moment, the Lord returns. And then they all, as it were, (laughs) they fight together against him i don't know that that is a if if you look at all of that that's what happens but still um he's talking to his own people here in i believe when he says they shall say to the mountains fallen and they do and the thing about it i should have done that at first i guess i have a, a habit i don't do that rightly but like I read out of Revelation here, this is out of Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah and Revelation to me, that's uh, those are heavy. Just the word, just the names. Wow, can <laughs> read? And uh, but anyway, in in Isaiah, the day of the Lord will come upon everyone proud and lofty. Everyone lifted up will be brought low, upon all the high mountains and hills that are lifted up. Every high tower. Uh, the loftiness of man shall be bowed low or down, and the haughtiness of men made low. And the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. And the idols he shall utterly abolish, and they shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty when he arises to shake terribly the whole earth. That's the sixth seal when he shakes. That's why he said then they run to the rocks. They'll go into the rock. And and it's the very same thing. And they go to the clefts of the rocks and for the fear of the Lord. And, well, um, Another place, maybe in Hosea, they, they, what he says, they cry to the rocks to, to fall on them because the earth is still shaken and they know that's going to happen. And maybe suicide is, people think, well, it's no problem. No, a lot of people might want to do that, but come right down to it. Uh, they'd jump in front of a train or something or jump off a cliff or, or what, and they're saying, just run to the rocks and they'll fall on you soon enough. The whole earth is still shaken from the sixth seal. I don't know, but but um, when you look at chapter 2, where this is, 
the word of Isaiah, the son of Amos, concerning Judah and Jerusalem. It shall come to pass in the last day, the mountain of the Lord will be established, and all nations will flow to it. The nation will be delivered and, and be the head nation and rule of the kingdom and all that. But then in verse 6 he says, but you have forsaken the people of Jacob because they've uh, become like soothsayers and, and like the Philistines. They please themselves with strangers. Their land is full of silver and gold. And their land is full of horses, chariots. Their land is also full of idols. Their land, Jerusalem uh, and Judah, the nation. And they're full of idols and their works of their own hands. And uh, the great man humbles himself not and all these things. Lofty of looks of man is about where we started reading. Shall be humbled. The haughtiness brought low. The day of the Lord will be upon everyone that's proud. He's talking to his own people so his own ones you think about it everybody bought in and worshiped the antichrist but the jewish leaders and rulers the true believers that said <clears throat> excuse me that would be deceived except if they weren't elect it said the very you would be deceived they weren't so they are all and they are truly deceived it doesn't alter what they're doing but it they are deceived and so the way the the lord's people the rulers of his own people in that day w would make this pact and sign this agreement and take this mark of this you talk about idolatry and being overthrown in the wilderness worshiping idols here you have the idol satan personified in the antichrist and the image that he makes the false prophet and gives life to it i mean and, and they bow down to it and worship him as god and take the mark that's his people he's saying this is what you're going to do your land will be full of idols but the lord will come and purify it all and the idols he'll utterly abolish and they shall go into the holes of the rock and say the wrath of the lamb has come he was see they would know that's what i'm saying the rulers of the jews think of that and that would mean uh, you know somehow be more profound to me then even as profound as the kings of the earth great men rich men and all but these are the very leaders of the jewish people that see and they would realize but there's, there's no going back you you don't erase that mark and uh, so anyway, I, I was seeing that in there is that when you go back to where this phrase started, it's he's saying to them, your own rulers that are sitting here, uh, they're crucifying, crucify me and make fun of me and all. You, they do that and these things in a green tree. And one last thing uh, uh, I want to not go over time, but the, the one la uh, one thing was a green tree. Green can be prosperous or flourishing. Now, a tree is more seen as a person, but still a tree, it's a dead tree or a living tree. And he, he's saying a green tree, a living tree, a flourish. He's a tender plant in dry ground, a root in dry ground. He's, to me, he's obviously the, if they do these things, what? Well, crucify me is what they're talking about. It's what they didn't want to see. That's what they were doing. So they do these things. And the only possible critical thing I can think of to say, well, green could be prosperous, so... It was, maybe it was a good time, and if they do these things in good times, imagine what they'll do in bad times. Well, that's kind of a saying, maybe, I don't know, but 
but this is to me far more than this because he's talking about at the time of the tribulation and that is so much more than what happened here even though after this they were persecuted to some of them asking paul are we in the tribulation the persecution is so bad so in a way what he's saying the days are coming but still jacob's trouble is the ultimate of that and that has not happened that's a definite time but here it's a shadow of it anyway that they would say we live to see exactly what he's talking about and when they were born again the ones that were believers it said a great company followed him it doesn't mean every last one of them and daughters of jerusalem but still the ones that were believers still like the rest of them had this mindset i think you can see it in peter is like do you have to die why isn't there some other way to do it and and that's about the last thing we want to see and happen is are you sure do you know what you're doing and and uh, that's sort of the questioning in the garden and lucifer in the beginning is questioning god do you know what you're doing it doesn't look like it to me well then that's that's bad news <laughs> for a creature it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you think that um it's just not good uh but but he's saying it, it it couldn't be if they do these things. It wasn't a good time for Israel. They were under Rome. They were given their own little freedom as long as they didn't get out of line. Herod being a puppet king, as it were, over them and all this and that. And he built their temple. And they went through all of it and everything. But they, they they were far from being the people of God and fulfilling and owning the, doing, you know, all that that, that was he called them to do so to me still he is the green tree and he's there and was among them and he's saying they'll do this to me if they hate me they'll hate you they kill me they'll kill you and still in the time of the antichrist it's a time he said that that always has gone on and goes on today big time killing people just because they're a christian but he's saying that three and a half years it will be a time like it's never been like that before in the way of people being persecuted by ungodly people the godly people being to the point of being he said if i didn't cut the time short there'd be none left and the souls on the altar saying how long are you gonna wait and so he's saying to me i want to finish with this religious rulers that have people's attention from uh humanism all the way from the occult and I know about that, what it can do to you what, when you trust in higher intellect, as it were, to teach you about. Or even, and not being ugly, but even in the church, uh, Paul warns about that, false teachers that would corrupt and, and, and use maybe people's maybe not understanding quite well enough to, to, to kind of deceive them into thinking. they Just like in the garden, uh, you know, it, maybe it is okay or, or what or not. But but when you do that with him, I don't know. It's it's if you trust in men, in the glory of men, in the knowledge of men, the teaching of men, and you don't search out the scriptures your own self to see if that's not what it says, and 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 then you're setting yourself up to never even know. And well, this is what the preacher said. And well, did you check it out? Well, no. Am I supposed to? Well, you know, I would have been the one that might have said that back when. But when he put the opportunity that I couldn't say no to, I didn't know, what do you, how do you tell God no to teach the Bible? Then all of a sudden I woke up to, there's so much here you have to study and look at, and it's not up to me to what I think, it's what does it say? And even then, 
because of the idea of the heart, I was blinded to that, and it distorted everything else. But anyway, I, time is gone, so I have to, to quit. But, but what I get out of this is that you, God's Word is to us, and to be influenced by those. Like he said, Satan can be an angel of light. His messengers are angel of light, and they do their work in the church. They, they mislead and make merchandise of you, he says. So it can happen and does happen. And that's what he's warning, I think, them here and us about is that just people can say anything. And if they're not, and, and you have to know the Word of God. And there again, the elect, how they know that the Antichrist, because they would look at the Scripture and say it prophesied that already. That's how we know it's not true because it said already it's going to happen and it's not true. So the power that knows it's going to happen would know it's not true. And that is true belief and faith in him. And that's what keeps us today, them then in that time. And that's what he was really saying to them, even though they weren't born again, is that you really shouldn't be weeping for me. And so to trust God in everything as a born again believer, rejoice always, love evermore, rejoice evermore, pray always. Uh, and have love, joy, and peace in your heart. <clears throat> I used to think that was impossible, but unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know, both, I guess, in my last part of my life here, he's shown me that, yeah, it's possible. He wasn't lying. He said, if you want it with your whole heart, you can do it. And so... We can't trust in ourselves or the preacher. And I say that with all respect, but still, it needs to mean something in ourselves to us. So I take this personal here where he's saying, you know, look at yourself, Pat, and um, what about it when it comes down to it? Can you trust me no matter what? And I keep saying, yes, well, yeah, <laughs> like Peter, do you love me? Yeah, do you love me? Yeah, I do. Lord, you know I love you. But Peter was saying, you know I'm going to fail. So I have to say, I believe and I know. But like Paul said, you can be shaken but not moved. And so the more you establish yourself in believing and trusting in him, like he was saying for them, the day's coming pretty soon where you'll look back and say, you know, we should be rejoicing that he was accomplishing our salvation. And there we were crying out to him saying, how could you let this happen to you? We didn't know what we were talking about. And so as a Christian, when I learn that and see that, it's not about me. It's about him. Thank you for listening to the program today.